welcome to Martell's Movie Madness, the podcast. This is uh, your host, Ryan Martell, here. On this episode, we're going to be talking with uh, Josh Robbins of Self-Aware Records, uh, the band's All Right, and Late Bloomer. Um, we talk a lot about uh, our love for horror movies. Um, specifically, we talk a lot about Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, he gets into a little bit about the... Uh, the Dragged Across Concrete and Brawl for Cell Block 99. Um, I can't remember the guy that uh, directed those movies right off the top of my head right now, but he talks a little bit about his movies and how much he's been enjoying those lately. Um, <clears throat> we just go into a little bit of everything, and he had a lot to say, and he was a really good guest for me. So without further ado, here we go Josh Robbins. <laughs> Get the video, John. Long live the new flesh. Welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. I'm here with uh, Josh Robbins and of uh, Late Bloomer and Self-Aware Printing and Self-Aware Records. Uh, Josh, how you doing today, man? Good, good. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm my throat's dry for some reason today, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I'm doing great. Um, I want to start out just by uh, thanking you for being on today. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, pretty cool to have you on because I've been listening to your band since like forever. Because yeah. like I remember um, trying to go to Lunchbox to see Obstruction play, and that's been like forever ago. Yeah, and uh, like ten years ago. seeing Meth Mountain at uh, Rosemont, which was insane. Uh, so thanks for being on again. Um, I always like to start out by asking, what are you watching lately? Um. Uh, so last night I watched this movie called Brigsby Bear. I don't know. Have you seen that? No, one? I haven't seen that one. What's it about? It's kind of like hard to explain without like really giving it away. It has yeah. Kyle Mooney from uh, SNL. Um, he wrote it, and one of his friends, I think, that also work on SNL. But it's like really, it's like dark comedy. Um, really, it's okay. So basically, the premise is he is obsessed with this children's show and uh, this Brigsby Bear and Brigsby Bear I mean it's kind of like any children's show it kind of teaches you how to like do math and multiply and you know things about life but he's like a grown man that yeah. watches this and so you're like what's up with this but really anything past that kind of spoils the plot of it which is like really crazy i don't know it's uh i mean it's not like crazy like you're watching like heads explode or anything oh, it's yeah. just it just goes in directions that you didn't really expect like when it starts uh, i would highly recommend it so uh, is it at vizart they have it on vizart or they, they should have it at vizart um i actually watched it on like the stars app oh, okay uh, but yeah vizart definitely has it so i'd pick it up there um support local business so. yeah if i'm gonna if i'm gonna pay to watch something i'm gonna definitely rent it from Vizart more than likely yeah, yeah definitely get it <clears throat> all right so uh what i do usually is i have uh, a 10 question kind of thing that i run down with everybody i have guest specific questions if i know that you're more into a certain thing or another and then i have some this or that's and subgenre breakdowns so we're gonna go ahead and start with the 10 questions uh the first one is if you had to pick five movies for a stranger to watch to show them your taste in movies, uh, which ones would you pick and why? Well, that's hard because I feel like it's like <clears throat> kind of like I don't know. I feel like I'm like all over the place and not like in the way that people are like, oh, I like everything except like techno and country kind of yeah, yeah. bullshit response. But my bullshit response is like uh, you know like any given day, it's like you know action movies, comedy, just like anywhere like horror movies. But I feel like most honest to me I'm watching horror movies like 70% of the time um, or some kind of like genre film as their name like things that don't really fit into horror so they probably all have to be like horror recommendations uh, if they weren't just you know hey watch the first Terminator movies <laughs> like that would probably be my 100% honest answer yeah uh, but like five that you know so I'm just gonna say like uh, five horror movies and you know one movie that I've been thinking about a lot lately and I don't know if it's technically a top five I just think it's like a good entry film is really like 
the first scream. Yeah, like, for sure. I think I think it's like it has like a perfect mix of like horror and comedy, and really kind of shows really like the best like a slasher movie can be, even though it's like sending it up. So it's like you can watch it on kind of the level that it's like sending up like you know slasher movies, but I think like as a kid you don't really realize that. Like so, it's like if this were a younger person or someone that hadn't watched a lot of horror. I would say Scream's like easy to get into. It's like the Foo Fighters of you know, yeah, horror for movies, for sure. You know? It's very palatable. So, yeah, but at the same time, it's a really fucking good movie. Like it's yeah. it's super. It's it's on the surface level, it's enjoyable, but it's also one of those that's deeper than it seems. Where it keeps uh, it keeps you kind of thinking about what's what's going to happen next. Yeah, and then like I feel like I would be like watch that and then come back to me, uh, and then I would say like. You know, you need to watch the movie House, um, and you should watch The Thing, um, you should watch Halloween, and you should watch a movie called Society. Oh man, so Society is like sick. my top, that'd be my fifth one, you know, I think we're on number four, but that'd be number five, like if you really yeah. can deal with this society you know that would be like yeah gosh, like i'm just gonna throw a crazier one out there for you and see if you're wanting to stick in and then you know and then like really honestly you can't go wrong with like um you know like dawn of the dead the original one you know because yeah, i course. think that really shows like a wide range and it's not like the you know like the cool deep picks uh society might be but um you know it's you know, you're kind of like, you don't know. I mean, if this is a stranger that's like, I mean, I feel like if they're like into cult things and you don't really need to have this conversation. So you're really yeah. just like some guy at a party that's just like, oh, I watched this. Well, what would you recommend? You know, something like that. That'd be my five. Yeah. Yes, dude. Society is fucking awesome. I watched yeah. it uh, not too long ago when Joe Bob showed it on Shudder. Yeah. And yeah, shunting is forever yeah. engraved in my mind now. All right. Uh, so the, that being done, uh, the second question is, what's your favorite B movie? Um, you know, I'm sure you're sure you know what a B movie is. You yeah. love horror movies, so yeah, of course. <clears throat> it's sometimes with B movies, it's like I feel like I'm so entrenched in the stuff. Like I don't really. Know. It's like it's like I have to. It's like having to remind yourself that like kind of normal people don't listen to like cannibal corpse or something yeah you know, like no matter how big they are and they were in the movie ace ventura it's like you don't really go around telling someone to listen to cannibal corpse so then I, you kind of forget that when you've been in like subculture things for yeah, a really for sure. long time for like you know more like 18 years basically yeah um so it's hard for me to even like think about like what a b movie is anymore like I, there i watched like B or C or you know, like D grade if that exists, you know, like movies that it's like, you know, I, you know, I, it's like is House a B movie? Like, but I, th I think like sometimes like a B movie. I would consider House a B movie. Yeah, House Two more so, but House Two definitely. Uh, you know, I, I think like sometimes like, is a good B movie one that knows it's a B movie or should they not really know? Because that's like a that's like a problem I have with like newer movies that try and be like you know kind of like weird like uh, like Turbo Kid like it knows yeah, what it yeah. is you know and then you're like but if someone made this in the 80s they wouldn't they would have made it straight up yeah like, and so like movies like that are probably like B movies like Army of Darkness is probably like one of the you know best B movies like I yeah, think for it, sure you know brings in like a old school kind of element with like the uh what's the ray um uh, the harry housing guy that made all the he would make all the uh kind of practical effects and, oh i have no clue what his name know, is <laughs> um, he would do like, he did stuff like jason and the argonauts and like clash of the titans um yeah and somebody's like screaming right now telling for me sure. what his name is but essentially the guy if you watch like a movie like pre-1985 and there was like a big monster or something that moved that was like claymation and this specific guy made it an army of darkness has that stuff even though it's like in the 90s at that point but as like an homage to that kind of stuff so yeah. it's like really good overall b movie 
Yeah, I think Army of Darkness is a, is definitely a good B movie. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely in agreements with you with like movies that are like made to pay homage almost to B yeah. movies. Not necessarily they are B movies mm-hmm. are like a different. That's its its own genre all around. Yeah. I think because like a B movie is just a movie that is it's not necessarily bad because it was trying to be bad or it's not necessarily like low budget or campy because it is trying to be that way it just ended up that way because of yeah. budget or you know acting or script writing whatever the case may be what whatever was lacking it's just it's what made it that you know like killer clowns from outer space yeah like I they don't... made a movie they were trying to make a good comedy horror mashup movie and it is in a lot of ways but in a lot of ways it's fucking pretty bad yeah i mean i don't i think like if they had more that that one's a weird one because i do think it's like it is kind of made to be more of a comedy um but it's still like it's not as aware of its like shortcomings as like a movie would be today like people have to go out of their way now to like kind of do that aesthetic you know kind of like when bands claim to be like lo-fi but you're like it doesn't really take that much to like get a decent recording so it's kind of like it's like when bands were lo-fi in like the 80s and early 90s they didn't really have a choice you know for yeah. the most part because recordings were like thousands of dollars to do and now you can get a very decent recording for like sometimes like a thousand dollars if you spend some time on it you know and that's like not what it used to be it used to be you had to spend like 50,000 in the same way with like movies it's like you know you couldn't you, you didn't have as much of a system that allowed you to make movies on the cheap unless you were just like making stuff up like Sam Raimi did with like Army of Darkness yeah or, and more so into like Evil Dead I guess you know where they would make certain things like the uh, where the it's like shooting through the woods kind of thing like that yeah, yeah, kind of that, thing that they shot. made it on, on a bo- piece of board but it's like most people wouldn't really take the effort but now without with having digital technology you know it's like any movie can be a B movie <laughs> if you really <laughs> yeah, want yeah for it real like so it's, yeah so. I mean it's a, at the end of the day though a B movie is just a movie that has a small budget you know yeah. it's just it's a movie that's not made by Hollywood it's it's somebody went out and made a movie not the studio kind of put it out there that this needed to be a movie you know yeah it's, it's sometimes it's hard because i really <clears> don't <throat> feel like most of my time i watch anything other than so then when i like like for instance this morning i woke up and i watched uh my own private idaho and that was made for a couple million dollars but it was definitely pushed through like a major studio system and then you know people are like how haven't you watched that that's like a classic you know and it's keanu reeves yeah. and river phoenix and i'm like i've missed a lot of dramas because i just went straight into like from dusk till dawn like and you know and then just like never looked back as a kid you know yeah and i didn't even know uh, i didn't even know that movie existed your own yeah. private idaho i mean it's it was really good i mean it's gus van zandt uh, yeah and you know, and he doesn't make movies for that expensive, and, you know, he's definitely, like, an art director, but he's, like, you know, he's kind of, like, Hollywood's version of an art director. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but, it, I mean, it was good. You know, it's always like, hmm, yeah, I shouldn't have missed this, but uh, now I'm going to go watch something where someone's head gets, you know, exploded. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, now we're getting into the important stuff. All right, this is the third question. What is your go-to movie snack? Mm, probably, I... I feel like people are just gonna realize like how like simple I am with all the stuff. Like it's, I really think you can, you can't you can't fuck up just getting like Twizzlers, yeah. You know? Like Twizzlers always are my go-to movie snack. Yeah. You know? Like when I go to the theater, get Twizzlers, sneak it into the theater. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a licorice guy. I could <laughs> I could not stand Twizzlers. I'm a I, I like popcorn and I like my uh, Reese's pieces with you my popcorn. You can't go wrong with. Uh, popcorn for sure that's just that's a good standby for pretty much anybody but i hear a lot of people like shitting on popcorn like they talk about how it gets stuck in your teeth and i'm like i guess it's an experience like it's a part of going to the movie theater or watching a movie at home with like your friends like you pop an ass load of popcorn and you sit down and you pass the bowl around and eat and watch the movie 
Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I could see how it would be annoying having popcorn stuck in your teeth. Well, if you get it stuck in your teeth, it's like you get second. Yeah, you get you got a snack for later. <laughs> uh, so, um, what was your earliest movie memory? Like, uh, whether it be, like, something you saw on TV or, um, you know, you went and rented a VHS at Blockbuster or whatever the mom and pop uh, shop was around you. We had a place near my... I grew up in Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, and we had a place near the house called Sky Video, and it was just, like... I mean, back then, like, it would always be, like, a food line or any grocery store, and then right next to it, there was, you know, like, a small video store. Yep. Kind of everywhere, that's how it was. It'd It'd be the grocery store, the video store, and then probably, like, a... You know, like Chinese food. Yeah, we had um, our Bilo, and then there was another shopping center over with the AutoZone, and then beside that shopping center was the video store and the Domino's. Yeah, it's like you get your pizza, and then you go get your movie, and then you go home and chill yeah. and eat pizza. And, and we had a movie. few of them. I mean, there was like <clears throat> there was a bunch growing up. I mean, other than you know, kind of like the regular block, blockbuster, where I think well, that was good for like. Uh, you know, kind of if you wanted new releases and then there was another place kind of the neighborhood that or the neighbor the area that I grew up in was like this I don't know it's like an intersection but it's called Monkey Junction in uh, Wilmington and uh, there was one at the place called Chips Video that we didn't go to as much and then there was another one near like a gas station that I can't remember the name of and then basically right down the way was that Sky Video. So we had all those plus the Blockbuster to choose from. But then over the course of like my life, all that was left was Blockbuster. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but you know, one of the first memories. It's like I don't like some. Of, I remember the first dream that I feel like I remember, or at least I recall now, was like I was in a circus trying to get away. Uh, from Jason, Jason Voorhees, <laughs> and and I was probably like, like five years old, and then just was like terrified of him, but I didn't really know who he was. Like yeah. it was just. So I feel like as long as I can remember, I've like had these like horror icons, you know, around. But it was so that means I would have had to have like sat there and watched it, and I don't know if my parents just didn't realize I was like taking it in and and there was like another time in like first grade where we had to just draw a picture of something every morning and it was like from the movie like one of the Halloween sequels yeah and you know but it was like Bugs Bunny and Daffy like were dead and there was like a werewolf in there and then (laughs) and it was like and then they like took that to like a counselor or something and then my parents were like yeah you can't watch horror movies for a while here's robin hood prince of thieves uh, you know so but i remember like watching like the dracula movie when it came out uh the bram stoker's one. Oh yeah the, the one with gary oldman yeah yeah and like they were just like when the vampire sex scene they were like oh put your hands in front of your face but I don't know, those are kind of some of the early ones, which just, as long as I can remember, like, Jason's been in my head. Yeah, for sure. Dude, Jason is iconic. How how great would Jason Goes to the Circus be as, a, as be, like, a movie I mean, yeah. or, like, a short or something that somebody I think, made? I think what it was a mix of, of why I thought it was really a mix of him and, like, Ghoulies 2, I think they go to the circus. Uh, and there's not really a time in my life that I can recall not, knowing about like horror movies and like watching them yeah that's awesome though because i'm a huge horror fan also and like it doesn't get it it, it, freddie and jason are probably the top two as far as like iconic um slashers go yeah i mean you could you could say michael myers but that's it's a slasher but it's more along the lines of like your traditional horror movie yeah then it is a slasher there was like whenever i kind of got my first job at like taco bell or um maybe something before then i used to like clean up like a mechanic shop and just like sweep so i can like afford to buy a bmx bike when i was like 13 and so basically just been working since i was like 13 and i would start buying like like vhs and dvd or dvds around that time and one of the 
few first things I bought was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because I feel like growing up I remember seeing Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and then like any of the sequels and then you think you know like I mean you know Freddy yeah like of course but you don't and I was like I don't I feel like I know the original movie Nightmare on Elm Street and then like you remember pieces of it like Johnny Depp and stuff but Johnny Depp's in like even the later sequel uh, Freddy's Dead like for a second yeah he is so it's like you don't really you have all these different notions and you're also like throwing all these pop culture things uh, with Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street Um, and you know just kind of like revisit like sometimes I'm like people should revisit these things like the original one is like a masterpiece above yeah for sure any of them really um so i don't know that was a tangent but uh, nightmare on elm street is probably my favorite uh franchise and people are always trying to get me to like pick my favorite one and i'm just like dude that's like picking your favorite kid or like the best band you've ever been in because if you put any amount of work into anything like like any amount of passion toward enjoying something you're gonna have a hard time picking like Especially if there's more than one. Yeah. And people like to shit on part two a lot because it has that, that scene where he comes out into the real world and he's like, yeah. nobody's asleep, nobody was ever asleep. Yeah. And it's like, people are always talking about how they just automatically broke all the rules in the second movie. And I'm like, yeah, they did, but that movie's fucking awesome. There's, like, a, uh, there's a really good podcast <clears throat> where they talk about, uh, the first season of it, they talked about all the Halloween movies called Halloweenies. Uh, and yeah, they, they're going through all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies now. It's still called Halloweenies, but yeah. they did uh, part two. And one of the interesting things that they talked about was, um, you know, things you could pick up on easily now uh, is really oddly progressive in a way with, like, you know, kind of queer theory and for the sure. movie that I think, you know, either they put on purpose or they put you know to kind of like they, they just like subverted the idea before there was barely an even idea of like Freddy in the first place so it's very strange movie to be like that kind of homoerotic at the time but not in a sense of dudes just like flexing like you know yeah. had a scream queen but male star you know that was queer but not out at the time yeah, the, the director was also queer, I believe, and not out at the time. Oh. I think either the director or the writer. I think it was, one or the, the, other. I think it was the writer. I think what was weird is, uh, from the stuff, it's like, uh, I think the director's name is Jack Shoulder. Um, and I don't think, I think that's like why some of the themes were, like, the, a lot of the themes that are in there are from the writer, and then I think when the director kind of used those themes, that's kind of where it gets a little, like, where people feel like it's, like, mean-spirited. Because I, yeah. I, I don't think, like, he completely understood them. He didn't, like, take them out, but it's, like, they weren't, they're not, so they're kind of, like, subverted and not fully articulated like they would be now. Um, but people, yeah, they really shouldn't. I think that's the first Nightmare movie that I can remember seeing um, as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pick up on like any of that as a kid. Dude, I probably that one and part uh, Freddy's Dead Part Six, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the two that I remember seeing first because they were always on TV. They were always yeah. on uh, TNT or TBS or something yeah. back in the day. And yeah, for sure, uh, great fucking movies. Um, but we got to move on because yeah. <laughs> we were only on to question five. <laughs> Um, do you remember the first movie you saw in theaters? Um, I think it was actually, I mean, this will show my age. Um, I think it was either the, the DuckTales movie, the Treasure of the Lost Lamp, I think is what it's called, or, um, or it was either Problem Child. Uh, Problem Child's (laughs) sick. Um, and then after that, like... I don't. I mean, it was definitely one of the two, and I can't remember which one came out first. So it was either Problem Childhood or the Ducktales movie, and then I didn't go back to. I didn't see any movies in the theater until like the first Spider-Man movie came out. Wow. Yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Brought you back to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you do you like? Uh, okay, this question's already been answered, but it's do you like horror movies, and if so, what are some of your favorites? But 
we've kind of basically already I mean, covered I it. But I would that I mean probably I would just articulate more. Like one of my favorites, I did another podcast about it, but I feel like I would like I always have to mention it is uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Is I haven't seen it. It's it's really good. I mean, it doesn't like make a lot of sense if you break down the plot, but. Who cares? But, is it yeah. is it uh, Christopher Walken in that? No, it's. Uh, I'm thinking about prophecy. You know, prophecy. That's is the great. one I'm thinking prophecy about. Prophecy is like one of the early ones that I remember, and I always tell people about prophecy. I've seen that movie like I don't know, it feels like a hundred times, and I watch it like once a year. Um, it's that weird Miramax era of movies, but uh, Prince of Darkness has Donald Pleasance and. Uh, all the other people aren't really like recognizable in it like Alice Cooper has a cameo in it and then everyone else is just like you would notice you would recognize them from other John Carpenter movies but they're not so much like notable outside of that world okay that's sick though I need to check that one out because I haven't seen it it's it's really great sick so so that would be one of your favorites for sure that would be one of my favorites um like it's 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 hard to even explain it's like basically the devil is trying to they don't even really it's like actually more it's not even like a god devil kind of thing it's like this evil that existed before like time existed and it's trying to get out into earth to destroy it and you know the it's like possessing all these homeless people and all all the people in the movie are like stuck in this church and they're getting like turned into not even really demons like it's it's so kind of like i mean it's john carpenter so i wouldn't put too much thought into it but (laughs) it's like it's not it's not really doing like a their demons or like you know good versus evil kind of thing it's just like this evil before like time existed primordial evil sick all right uh, so this is my personal favorite question. It's very important to me because it's about two of the greatest like childhood entertainers of all time. Yeah. Ernest or Pee Wee and why? Um, well, I saw the question. You sent me the questions before and uh, you have a zine that has uh, that just goes through everything Ernest. So I really have to pick Ernest, but um, I think Ernest <clears throat> definitely through and through would be my pick, but I mean it's it's hard because Pee Wee. I had like a Pee Wee Herman doll growing up, so yeah, I don't know if you could get an Ernest doll growing up, but I think they do have Ernest dolls <laughs> from back in those days. Yeah, but I mean Ernest Scared Stupid is one of my favorite movies uh, still to this day. Like it, you know, it definitely is like if you're telling a, if a kid seems interested in horror, like outside of like Monster House or something like that like Ernest Scared Stupid is like a good one to get in for sure yeah. those uh those trolls are fucking yeah. gnarly looking they're, yeah they're pretty scary and it's like well done too like compare and comparing to in comparison to a lot of the other Ernest movies like it has a plot and you know it kind of sticks to it like other Ernest movies just feel like skits sometimes uh one of the better ones. Yeah. It was like peak earnest. Uh, scared Stupid and Goes to Camp are probably the two best yeah. out of the whole earnest universe of movies. Um, you know, Goes to Jail is pretty good too, but all the, I definitely agree all the other ones kind of just feel like really long skits. Yeah. Where they don't, or a group of skits put together that kind of have the same theme. So yeah, I can see how you would say that. And yeah, Pee Wee is definitely iconic as well, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Ernest, I think like Ernest also like probably means. <clears throat> I mean, I'm guessing and I'm probably just attaching this to it, but I feel like Ernest might mean more to kids that were like raised in the South. You yeah, know, probably. Like, you know that kind of archetype is definitely like heavy in the South. Like you know, kind of a simple Southern person, you know, lovable Southern guy that's kind of like been around forever um so like you know peewee's kind of like this inner child thing but i don't know i think it's like something growing up in the south that makes you kind of like have to love Ernest. yeah because you know an Ernest. yeah like there's an Ernest on your block or 
you got an Ernest in your family. So everybody yeah. around here, like that, we know Ernest. Like he's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, we're gonna move on. Uh, who are your favorite directors? Um, I already mentioned, yeah, you know, John Carpenter. Uh, then David Cronenberg would be another one. What's your, what's your favorite Cronenberg before we move on? Um, favorite Cronenberg, I used to always say Videodrome, so I guess I'll say that. But lately, I mean, like, The Fly has been, like, that's one of the bigger budget ones. But it's, it's like, it's a movie that if someone was like, hey, I want to watch <clears> Cronenberg, <throat> start with The Fly. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's the one that, you know, it's got a lot of, it's definitely body horror through and through. Um, but it has that mainstream kind of yeah, appeal. It, it has, has that palatability. Gene Davis, Jeff Goldblum. Um, you know, I don't think James Woods really holds that same appeal. People <laughs> yeah. nowadays, you know, like I think also, but Videodrome. It. I'm just gonna say Videodrome. Yeah, no, Videodrome is definitely my favorite as well. Uh, but you were saying Wes Craven. Um, we said five. Well, nah, it's it's just whoever, oh. whatever, whatever directors you like, as many as you would like to list or care to list. Uh, Coen Brothers are definitely uh, a big one there, and uh, I know there's like so many I'm forgetting, but I think that's a good enough. Yeah. List. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, what are your favorite uh, movie scores or soundtracks? Or both. You could do one of each or a couple of each if you want. Well, I am a big fan of like Terminator. I think the Terminator theme songs like you know really iconic. Um, one of my favorite scores is for like a just a god awful movie, and I've actually done a complete podcast about it. This movie called Spookies. Um, you can watch it on YouTube. And it's just one of those things that's not really that well known, but there was a vinyl soundtrack of it released like a couple years ago by this label called Terror Vision. Um, it's like Great Face Records guy. Yeah, I just got the um, uh, 2000 Maniacs cassette they put out. Yeah, the, I mean, but the spooky soundtrack is like really, really good. The movie is not good. <laughs> I've watched it like twice. And um, but the soundtrack is just great. I mean, that movie's loaded up with the soundtrack because the movie is so god awful. Like <laughs> that's just, where the whole budget went. They the, just the I think it was like that movie was not gonna work without like just like do 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 do. You know, kind of like it's got like a heavy synth soundtrack. So yeah, sick. That would be one. <laughs> and you know, like you can't like Halloween three soundtrack is like amazing. You can. Like some soundtracks, even like the Prince of Darkness soundtrack. Um, well, I mean that that all comes to like the Prince of Darkness thing. That just that's Carpenter. Yeah, you know? Carpenter, he, he's I mean, a great like uh, he's great at scoring his own movies because well he knows what vibes he wants to put where. You know? Yeah, like Halloween three, you can actually just sit there. Like if you had like, I mean, just go on like Spotify or get really get the vinyl of it if you can find it. But like you can listen to it as a piece of work, like. Like, some soundtracks, it's like, you can put it on, and it's like a texture, you know, in your house, but, you know, it does. it's not really like music, per se. Like, it's not like a hook, but Halloween 3 is hooks. Like, you can jam yeah. that, that soundtrack. So, yeah, either oh, yeah. of the two. So, Spookies or Halloween 3 soundtrack. <laughs> nice. All right, so um, this is the last question of the, the Big Ten, as I want to start calling it. Um, if you were, if they were making a movie about you, about your life, who would uh, who would you cast to play you? And you can't say yourself. <laughs> so anybody, anybody in Hollywood, like, or just any actor in general, uh, no budgetary constraints, no scheduling constraints. You can book anybody to play you. Um, my joke that my wife hates is that I would. I always say that I'd put the dude from uh, the movie Angus, uh, his like friend. Oh yeah, the the and redheaded his, kid. Yeah, yeah. And he was also in like American Pie. Yeah, he was uh, the Shermanator. The Shermanator. Yeah. I would I would uh, 
I would have him play me in a movie. Because I feel like in some way, like, we look alike. I don't know where it'd be relevant to have him. You know, but it'd be, you know, this would totally be, like, a biopic that no one would want to watch because it's like, yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can see it, though. Like, yeah. the it's eyes, there. it's like yeah. the eyes and the nose. Like, you guys yeah, yeah. are... Yeah, we there's definitely related. a resemblance. Like if, we were, if we were hanging out, people would think we were like brothers or cousins, <laughs> but I don't think without it, people... Like, I don't think anyone's ever been like, hey, you look like the Shermanator, but... And I mean, he's also in Can't Hardly Wait. He plays yeah, the, he's the klepto. Yeah. Um, but it was just always like, when I saw him show up in a movie, I'm like, is that what I look like? And it was just like my own thing. That my wife would always be like, you really don't look like him, like... You're better looking than him. No, uh, no offense if he ever were to hear this. <laughs> He's not but, listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I've seen. I mean, maybe now he kind of grew up. Also, like it's like an actor thing. Like I feel like he would slouch and kind of like yeah, you know, kind of like open his mouth more. He was definitely like, playing the parts. He'd I play feel it like up, yeah, you know, like so he could probably be like. You know, he's he cleans up well, probably, and stuff, yeah. And like, you know, if he's not like doing the faces, you know, uh, it was a character. I feel like, he yeah, playing, yeah, he had that. Yeah. He had that whole thing. He knew where he was gonna he fit in. The Weasley, it's like the Weasley friend is kind yeah. of what he always did. Yep. All right, so we got some uh, this or that questions, and we're gonna do some subgenre breakdowns. These are gonna be quicker to answer because they're just you know this or that, whatever stuff. Uh, so. Uh, we're gonna get started with the this or that's. Uh, watching movies at home or at the theater. Hmm. Um, I kind of feel like watching movies at home. Like the only thing is like with the what mo- going to a theater. I mean, I, you're not like distracted other than people. Like at home, I'll like pull out my phone and like Wikipedia something, but. I kind of like that about it, you know? Yeah. Um, if somehow I had, like, self-control, I would 100% say just watching movies at home, you yeah? know? All right, so uh, alone or with friends? I think actually alone because it's just... I mean, I, I love, like, watching movies, like, with my wife or something, but, like, if I really want to watch, like, Society, let's say... She doesn't want to watch that, you know? So it's like, I will watch more bonkers shit by myself. Uh, you know, so it's like, I know I'll push the boundaries. Like, But when I watch movies with her or with friends, then I'm watching kind of the stuff that, you know, anyone watches. Yeah. Like, we'll watch a new Marvel movie or something. But, you know, that's where I watch, <laughs> like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 or something by myself. My favorite thing to do is to watch a movie the first time I watch it by myself. And then make other people watch it like whether i think they'll like it or not i try to force them to kind of experience it i did it with my brother and wolf cop have you seen wolf cop i've seen wolf cop i i watch i i love wolf cop it's it's the perfect werewolf movie in my opinion and uh i mean as far as like campy it's not scary but it's campy it's fun it's got everything you want it's got badass werewolf fighting scenes it's got Explosions and it's got a werewolf sex scene. Like, what else could you want? And uh, he's not into B movies at all, or mm-hmm. in, he likes horror movies, but he likes the more rooted in reality ones. Mm-hmm. And so I hit him with that Wolf Cop, and I begged him, I pleaded with him, I made him. He was like, "Okay, we're watching Wolf Cop, but I don't want to hear anything else about it after this." Yeah. And then he watched Wolf Cop, and he 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 actually enjoyed it. And so when Wolf Cop, uh, when another Wolf Cop came out, I had to yeah, get him to watch, watch that, that one, one too. Yeah. It's it's awesome too. There's another equally outrageous sex scene in that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, horror or sci-fi? Uh, probably probably horror. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Action or drama? Uh, action. Rom-com or dark comedy? Uh, dark comedy. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh man, that's, that one's hard. I talk about this with people now. I kind of feel like now, at my age, I really have to say Star Trek. <laughs> but I would, I would be lying. Like it was like the biggest thing in my life. Like growing up, like I had like books. I read all the Star Wars books, and I thought Star Trek was just like something my dad liked, you know. But yeah, like, like when you sit and think about it, though, I mean, like 
Star Wars is like a kids movie, you know. And then when people complained about that newest Star Wars that you know came out, it was just like, what? I mean, you're complaining about a kids movie being a kids movie, like it's like, yeah, you know, for I mean, real. So it's like, yeah, I'd probably say Star Trek now, just because I think like it's, but I don't. But sometimes I don't know if I'm just being contrary because I have a problem. I think with like. There was all the stuff that we liked growing up, and I feel like it was, you know, like it made us, like, get made fun of. So you'd almost, like, hide that you liked, like, nerdy shit, but now society is, like, not the movie society, but actually society, <laughs> uh, like, kind of mainstream, not even mainstream, but, like, all these people. It's like, cool you know, to be nerdy now. It's cool to be nerdy, and everyone likes anime, and I feel like it's, like, I would watch anime with my friends, but it would be, like yo, I don't want to get beat up. Like, it's like I had friends that wore, like, Akira shirts, and I was just like, I can't hang. You know, they were, like, <laughs> my more nerdy friends. You know, so it's like, to see people, even, like, like Game of Thrones and stuff, like, it's like you're watching a TV show about dragons, but y'all would have, like, thrown your pizza at me. If yeah, I were talking you, you would have definitely beat up some kids that were playing D&D and lunch or something. Yeah, and so it's like, I was, like, a secret nerd, like, and... You know, but everyone's into comic book movies and stuff. But like, you know, you would almost like read a comic book, you know, like read a comic book, kind of like the secret of your own home. Uh, maybe I just didn't have the right friends or something, you know. But like, <laughs> well, I mean, you grew up in Wilmington, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a port city. It's got the the military all over the place. So you're with all these military kids. Yeah. You know. It definitely wasn't cool to be a nerd. But then when I got older, like all of the jocks became nerds and then so it kind of like makes me kind of hate Star Wars for that yeah. reason but then you want to hate the cool, being, the cool nerdy stuff but then it's like then I'm just being contrary you know so but I think like if you think about Star Trek though it like makes more sense like it seems plausible but you know but then <clears> again <throat> I get why people don't really want that they want like yeah. Shit that allows them to escape, which is the reason I'm into like crazy horror movies. But, yeah, you know, so it's like, you know, but I I keep kind of going back in recent times more to Star Trek. I've never watched a Star Trek movie. <laughs> it's I've never watched one. I've watched Star Wars. I've seen every one of those, yeah. and like I'm a huge Planet of the Apes guy. But Star Trek, I've never been. I've never like even given them a chance. I need to probably. I mean, because uh, they seem thing. good. People say the even number Star Trek movies are the good ones, and I, it's very true for some weird reason. Like, um, I would say watch like part two. What's well, weird, like if you watch part two, and really I'm talking about the original movies. Um, so like yeah, like seventy nine on to like ninety five. Then it'd be, the next generation movies are not good, but the show, the next generation show is good. Uh, but, I mean, like, Star Trek 2 is good, Star Trek 4 is good, but they're, like, just the most campy. These are, like, 50-year-old dudes, like, in an action movie, so that's, like, what I love about it. Like, yeah. Like, in the same way, like, my favorite Bond is Roger Moore, and he's the campy, cheesy James Bond. So it's, like, I think it's just something in me. I love it because it can be campy, but it's also, like, realistic in ways where you could imagine, like, where we could go as a civilization but you know it's also like campy grandpa shit you know? Hell yeah. but I love that about it <clears throat> alright alien or predator well, I mean I have predator on my knee yep I see um, it's probably predator I mean I think like alien as a franchise has probably held itself up better um, it's I mean it's just predator even like just the first movie like yeah, is like if you, I, I get that. I like. Uh, I, I'm definitely more um, of an alien guy, but I get that. Like, I get why people would say that they prefer Predator over Alien. Yeah. My my brother likes Predator more than Alien, and I thought it would be the other way around because Alien's the more serious. The first Alien is the most yeah. serious movie out of the the two franchises, and like he just he liked it better because it had more action. Yeah. So. And, and Arnold is fucking. Arnold, yeah, he's Arnold, swole, man. Like he, <laughs> like this. There could be a whole podcast where, and multiple. I mean, I could probably start an Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast, but like it's, he's like the greatest. This hands down the greatest action star, ever. 
You know, like, he's, like, you know, people are like, oh, you know, maybe he needs a comeback. It's like, the dude's, like, 70 years old. Like, give him a break. The, a motherfucker made Predator, and he also <laughs> made, you know, he's in He's Terminator. the Terminator, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like, the dude doesn't need to prove anything else to anybody. Absolutely like, not. He's in part. But that, also, just the cast itself, like, it's a John, well, it's a John McTiernan film, the guy who did Die Hard, um, you know, and it has Jesse the Body Ventura in it. And, like, there's so many people. Like, Shane Black is in that movie. Yep, like, Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Like, it's, like, it is, like, the manliest movie ever made. Like, it is insanity, like, yeah. that, that movie ever got made. And it is so good. Like, I got hairier just watching that movie, and I'm already pretty hairy. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, Freddy or Jason? I gotta say, Freddy. Like, I've, I, I need to, like dig more into like Friday the 13th I've seen them all but I mean it's definitely going to be Freddy like hands down any day have you um have you seen the documentaries the the Never Sleep Again and I've, Crystal Lake Memories I've not seen Crystal Lake Memories like I'm like out of the main kind of slasher people like you know Michael Myers uh, Freddy and um even like Hellraiser and stuff like that because I consider that basically a slasher even though it's like a weird version of it. Um, these icons, I guess. Yeah. You know, if you were to have like a Mount Rushmore of, uh, you know, of like horror villains, like Jason is like my least favorite. Um, you know, as an icon, he's like up there, but the movies themselves like aren't really that good. Like, I, I used to feel that way when like I had first seen them and it's like, the more I watch them and like the more I know about them like after I watch Crystal Lake Memories and everything it just makes them more enjoyable to me for some reason and like uh, meeting these people like meeting like uh, Kane Hodder and stuff I feel like has made me appreciate him more too because he's a super nice guy yeah Um, so yeah but I mean Freddy's you know yeah he's Freddy we could me and you I could honestly I honestly think we should do another episode one day (laughs) And just talk about Nightmare on Elm Street because I feel yeah. like we could do an hour long podcast just on Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, or just call it like a Freddy vs. Jason podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, do a Freddy vs. Jason. We got to get a Jason fan for yeah. the for uh, to balance it out. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Like, I had a job a few years ago where I was basically just could like type stuff all day and then just had all the Friday the Thirteenth movies just playing at my cubicle. Uh, and you know, like I've I've seen them all like many times, you know, and I think the Tommy Jarvis movies are really interesting. The one that has like Corey Feldman in it, yeah, um, those are cool. Um, but you know, and like the Halloween sequels, there's a lot of bad ones too. And then, uh, but Nightmare on Elm Street holds up pretty good until like Freddy's Dead. Really, I mean, like you can. You know, it gets a little worse as it goes on, but four is still pretty solid. Five is watchable, and Freddy's Dead is just a horrible movie. Oh man, I, uh, I love Freddy's Dead. Like, um, I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah, <laughs> it's just such a it's such a weird um, departure from the tone of the yeah. rest of the series. I feel like, and that throws a lot of people off. Uh, you were saying the thing about like kind of getting somebody to watch a movie with you. Um, my wife likes horror a lot, but it's not like her go-to thing. Uh, but I was just like, let's watch New Nightmare together. And like, it was just like, I felt like I was watching the whole movie, like looking over to her, like, oh, you like this, don't you? Like, but it was like, I don't think she really liked it as much. Like, she was like, the acting's really bad in this movie. Oh. Like, but I'm like, I feel like this is like the legit. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's not even really a Nightmare it's, on Elm Street movie. It's, it's the precursor Scream. for Scream. Yeah. yeah, like it. It is Scream, but with Freddy Krueger. Yeah, but it was just like, oh man, like my viewpoint on this stuff is like so skewed because <laughs> the stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, and the next one that I have, it's actually it needs some context. I feel like because uh, I went to see Joe Bob Briggs live uh, recently in Charlotte. And he does a show called How Rednecks Save Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Were you there? Yeah, you were there? there? Okay, so you already know what I'm going to say then. He said there's mm-hmm. two type of people. There's Sling Blade people and there's Forrest Gump people. Oh, yeah. So are you a Sling Blade guy or a Forrest Gump guy? 
Um, I kind of felt like I was, I'm probably more of a Forrest Gump guy, but I don't disagree with, like, what he was saying. Like, I think it's, like, Forrest Gump is a weird movie to revisit, and I think, like, now more I'd probably be a Sling Blade guy, but I just can't, I mean, I feel like it's, like, Forrest Gump was a huge part of my, you know, childhood, and, like, I'm drawn to it for some reason. Um... It's it's not inaccurate, and I want to say I'm a Sling Blade guy, but I think I'm a Forrest Gump guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think everybody. I feel like we're everybody that's seen the two movies. We're all Forrest Gump guys growing up as kids and even as teenagers, probably. And then like somewhere in our twenties, we just turn into Carl and we're like, I'd like to hit that guy upside yeah. the head with a Sling Blade. I think there's like a weird thing about it. It's like kind of like how you. You know, it's like people that were raised in the South, like how they kind of viewed their upbringing in the South and how they came out of it. You know, yeah, there's like, yeah, true. like one of my friends. I mean, I don't even, I don't know why I'm name dropping on here, but um, I really love Johnny Moss and like from DSR. But <clears throat> I think when people see us together, um, and you know, like we were friends like later on, uh, but we can like we like a lot of the same stuff but like from the exterior like yeah. it's like some like he has like you know crust punk dreads yeah and I like if I wore a polo people would you know like yell at me when I walk yeah. into the common market but it's like <laughs> it's like but deep down inside I think like I have a crust dread you know inside of me yeah but from the surface it's like <laughs> and it's like actually what's deep down in him like he's like the nicest dude like he's like it's oh, yeah, like he sure. has it on the outside but on the inside he's just like a teddy bear but on the outside I feel like I'm more approachable but deep down I'm like it's like feels darker so it's like you know it's like so I think that's where I'm a Forrest Gump person but inside of me I'm like a you know sling blade guy <laughs> okay so. yeah I can I can I feel <laughs> what you're saying um alright so this is gonna be subgenre breakdown now so I'm just gonna list the subgenre, and you just throw out either the first movie that comes to mind or your favorite if you have like a favorite, a, a definitive favorite. Um, slashers. Uh, Halloween. Uh, trucker movies. Uh, Joyride. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I want to rewatch Joyride so much because like. I haven't seen it since it came out. I feel like it holds up. But, like, like, I just remember it being so fucking creepy. It's pretty creepy, like, and it feels like it has no business being, like, as good as it is, like, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it holds up. I rewatched it, like, a couple years ago, and I feel like it holds up. Oh, yeah. Uh, surfing movies. Uh, Point Break. Uh, Kung Fu slash Ninja. Um... the one I, don't, I mean American Ninja is the first one that pops in my head but like Ninja 3 um, the like kind of horror movie ninja movie uh, I don't know anything about it uh, Ninja 3 is great it's like basically this ninja dies and then possesses this woman and then she goes and gets revenge on like his behalf like so it's a I think it's a canon movie like canon films yeah that sounds like something they would yeah. put out it's yeah. like but it's like it's like Decently well done for a canon movie. <laughs> Sick. Um, Western. Uh, I always want to say, I mean, Young Guns, probably. Uh, okay. But one of the ones I always tell people, like, if, you know, people are like, oh, John Wayne sucks, you know, because uh, it's like, we're too young to really like, like John Wayne now. Uh, he has this, the last movie he ever made is this movie called The Shootist. And it's basically about the death of the Wild West. And it's okay. like he's dying in it. Like his yeah. character has cancer in it. And like he's dying and like there's like cars in it, like early nineteen hundreds cars and he comes into town and like on a horse. And so it's like you know, kinda like the death of the western of that type of western, like the white hat cowboy western. Yeah. So it's a really interesting movie. Uh, and that's always the one. I don't even care that much about other John Wayne movies but that one's amazing sick okay I've uh, got two more uh, revenge films mm. damn that one's hard uh, it's it's not usually a 
Like, I don't really like a lot of the horror movie versions of that, but I like, like, the action movie versions of, like, revenge stuff. Um, there's a really cool Tony Scott movie from, like, 1990, maybe? It's a Kevin Costner movie where they just, like, basically he falls in love with, like, this drug dealer's wife. Um, like Mexican drug dealer like big house kind of guy and uh, he they fool around and then the guy finds out and then they just go to kill him but leave him for dead and so he goes back to like find the lady and uh, but it's like a really cool Tony Scott kind of action movie yeah Kevin Costner at like his peak what's it called? Revenge Revenge is just called Revenge? sick I watched a movie called Revenge not too long ago, but it was not that movie. It was uh, the newer one with, uh, I think it was a French movie, but everything, it's all in English. Everybody speaks English. Uh, oh, uh, that one. That one yeah, yeah, good. it takes yeah. place in the desert. That one's good, but the, you got to check out the Kevin Costner one. And they're not like, I mean, they're way, way different movies. But uh, I would I would do, like, a, if someone did a double feature, they should do Revenge with Revenge. Like, yeah. like they should, I don't know what order to do it in. Um, it's like, do you want to like freak people out first and then kind of ease them down? Because it's they're both both great movies, like in very different. Yeah, ways. yeah. All right, and the last one is art films. Um, hmm, I always like that's another genre that I like struggle with. From the surface, I I feel like I just want to avoid it. You know, it's like I graduated from college, like I don't need. Well, to, see, you know. and I I I include like certain exploitation movies in yeah. as art films because of the way they're shot like uh like cello and um serbian film would be considered an art film in my yeah. i haven't seen it but from what i have seen it's it would be considered an art film because of the way it's shot and um <clears throat> like even some of the uh or the 60s exploitation movies that just have good cinematography or like Argento movies, I can you can consider yeah. a, a, an art movie, yeah. not necessarily like your typical. It doesn't have to be like the typical Gus Van Zandt. Um, yeah, know. I was trying to stay away from that because since I just watched one today, and I feel like it's not pulling. Uh, probably actually this Vim Vendors movie called Paris, Texas. It has Harry Dean Stanton in it as a guy that's just walking across Texas, like trying to. Uh, he doesn't like talk basically like the whole movie. Um, you know, I I'd say definitely like, that's one of my favorite movies. That or um, I think it's called A Straight Story. It's a David Lynch movie about a guy that just drives his yeah. Lawnmower. David Lynch movies are definitely art yeah. films. So. Like that one, yeah. More so because like it's it's a weird David Lynch movie because it doesn't like get weird. There's no weird angles. It's really just a telling of a guy that drives his motor or his lawnmower to another state to go visit his like dying brother and what did you say that was called again a straight story a straight story yeah it's a great movie okay yeah like, i have to check it out <laughs> but he just the whole movie is going like five miles an hour or probably less i don't know how fast however fast a lawnmower goes yeah um he just has like a little wagon behind it and you know he, he does he definitely doesn't he doesn't have that souped up lawnmower from Waterboy. boy no, so no. he's not going too fast <laughs> no. yeah. yep well that's it that's all i got for you um if you want to drop any social medias for self-aware or any of the bands or music projects you're involved with you can yeah um well you mentioned it from the top i mean uh we have the self-aware records 10-year anniversary coming up um it'll probably be passed by the time but it'll still be a label by that point <laughs> so um late bloomers doing more touring i'm also in another band called all right um sarah that sings and all right she's actually on a solo tour uh, uh right now so obviously i'm not on that right now um so between the three i mean that that takes up my time late bloomer all right and self-aware records uh, you know lastly i do a column for queen city nerve called Vizart diaries and i talk about a lot of this stuff for i actually meant to bring that up because yeah. i do um on the song i do the format of this podcast i do 
a solo episode, a guest episode, a solo episode, a guest episode. Yeah. So all my solo episodes, I talk about the movies I get from Bizart. Okay. So yeah, I was gonna, I meant to bring that up, but it kind of slipped my mind. But yeah, yeah, I knew I had watched, I had seen. That's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on here because I knew that you wrote that column for the Queen City Nerve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, actually, I guess uh, sneak peek. I'm working on a society one right now because usually it's like you write, I write about the movie, but try and tie it to something. You know, so I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, how to write about, like, you know, kind of, like, how it's a uh, telling of, you know, the disparity of wealth, kind of, like, poor people versus rich people is something that sort of goes into with society. Um, kind of, like, rich people is, like, a different species, essentially, is what that movie goes into. But yeah. I think that's, like, an allegory for, like, wealth disparity. And the United States is still, like, a big thing. Like, that's a Reagan-era movie, but... It's stuff that we really, like, deal with even more so now. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jordan Peele just made a movie about something similar to that, you know, with us. Like, yeah, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen us yet. Oh, um, man. I don't you know gotta see it, it, dude. But I think, like, basically, I mean, we were on tour, like, kind of when it came yeah. out. And I've been on tour a lot lately. And I think it was, like, it was kind of like, go see this or go see Endgame. We picked Endgame. You made the wrong choice. I'm, I probably made the wrong <laughs> choice. I really want to see us, and I think I, I mean it's got to be out of theater by now, unless I go to like the Matthews one. Um, I'm not sure. But man, I, I know I messed up. Um, I mean, I wish I would have just been able to see both. Well, I mean, as, as quick as things go now, it'll be on on demand somewhere. I think it's got to be soon. Soon, yeah, out. it'll be a couple months maybe. But yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, I watched. Uh, Today, another movie I watched today, I watched the new, uh, what's his name, S. Craig Zoller movie, Dragged Across Concrete. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been hearing a lot about his movies, but I haven't seen any of them. Yet. I would recommend He's got it, the, like, the brawl on Cell Block. Uh, oh, that one's great. Cell Block 99, right? Yeah, uh, and he's got Bone Tomahawk, Bone Tomahawk which I yeah. really recommend. I don't know where that guy's career is going to go in terms of, like, what he's into, because they're really, like, kind of movies for edgelords, kind of. Yeah. yeah, but it's like they're good, but it's like <laughs> the guy probably has the worst politics of stuff, and he always inserts things where like there's parts of the movie where you feel like it's like a commentary on like you know kind of like I don't want to say Me Too movement because it doesn't really go so much into that, but it's kind of like Mel Gibson's in the movie, so it's like if somebody wants to avoid it because of that, go right ahead, you know? Like it's like yeah, of course. Mel Gibson's like totally a piece of shit. But, like, growing up, like, Lethal Weapon was, like, one of my favorite movies, uh, you know, in series overall, so it's, like, it's a tough one, you know, with him, and, like, you know, but S. Craig Zoller, like, it's like he's purposely gets these people that are kind of, like, in his movies that are, like, potentially disgraced, you know, because it's, like, a statement. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino-esque <clears throat> thing, but, like, yeah. he's, like, an extreme Tarantino, which is weird to say because Tarantino is pretty extreme already yeah but he's like he's like even more so and like the way people talk and stuff and you're like this is Zoller speak this isn't really the way people speak and I think like at the best I hope he's just trying to push buttons and at his worst Zoller is like a shit bag who voted for like <laughs> Trump or something yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know yet. Yeah, it's you sort of like I don't know. That's who he it's, is. this the thing too. You never know until it comes yeah, out. Like that he's yeah, if it comes out, been doing some way. shady shit or he makes yeah. a big statement about sending people home for, to their countries and yeah. I mean, if it if it ends <clears> up he's just pushing buttons, then it's sort of like then that's interesting. You know, it's like you know I think like if because it's like if we aren't talking about like you know racism or we're not talking about racist and stuff then it's like and we're not kind of like making people kind of like sit in it and think about it then we you know it's like then the left is like puritanical and so like hopefully at its best he's trying to shine a light on it but yeah if he starts saying like build the wall then yeah his movies are ruined he starts wearing MAGA hats yeah. out for his public like appearances. he might be but I, it's like it hasn't really come out that he is so it's like I guess I'm gonna he's gonna be a great director until like he ruins it for himself you know <laughs> yeah and I don't know that's only time will tell maybe not a great way to end the, end the <laughs> podcast that I'm watching 
But, I mean, a lot of people like his movies. It's not, like, a crazy thing to like. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like, I don't know this guy, and that's kind of what makes it intriguing right now. It's just like, who is this fucking dude? Like, he's relatively newish on the scene. These movies aren't that that old. Like, like 2013, maybe, Bone Tomahawk came out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's what I watched today. Sick. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So it looks like you're